An ambivert social battery can be drained or recharged by people depending on the circumstance. They possess both introverted and extroverted qualities, and different contexts will bring out each side. An easy way to imagine an ambivert is to imagine that they are not as adaptable as the true introvert or extrovert in their element, or can only sustain it for short periods of time. For example, on the extrovert side, an ambivert might be the life of the party with their friends, but not with complete strangers. Or the ambivert may be energized from other people, but only those they know well and can relax around. Or the ambivert might love engaging with people, but only on significant and deep issues. Similarly, on the introvert side, an ambivert might want to hole up all weekend, but only after a dinner with close friends. Or the ambivert might feel annoyed at spontaneous plans, but not if they involve only one other person. They're somewhere in the middle. Regardless of the situation, the ambivert has the ability to adapt and roll with the punches. They're just comfortable in a wider range of areas. Their social battery might be empty, but they can tough it out until the very end of the networking event. They can also spend an inordinate amount of time alone and in isolation until cabin fever suddenly hits and they seek out company. An ambivert is less fragile and lower maintenance. Because they inhabit the middle space between the two extremes, ambiverts also exhibit some of the best characteristics of both. Introverts have the tendency to seek out solitude more, which is highly conducive to their productivity and focus. In a general sense, they can work harder and longer because working alone is actually their refuge. Extroverts, of course, seek people out more than the actual work, which is also conducive to getting where one wants to go in life because it's almost always dependent on relationships, likability, and some degree of politicking. What happens when you put all of those traits together in moderation? You get someone who is balanced and can keep up no matter the circumstance. It turns out there's actually a biological basis for the differences in the verts between people, which can essentially be characterized as extroverts preferring stimulation and introverts preferring calm. In studies by Dr. Marty Laney, we found that the differences are tied to how two neurotransmitters, brain chemicals, are processed. In other words, the brains of people on different ends of the vert spectrum are biologically and physiologically different. Is that comforting or disturbing to you? The first neurotransmitter is dopamine, which is often associated with drug use. It makes us feel pleasure and happiness when we take action. The second neurotransmitter is acetylcholine, which makes us feel calm and relaxed, another type of pleasure. Do you see how these brain chemicals might affect how we view our social battery? Extroverts are less sensitive to dopamine, which means they crave more of it to get the same level of pleasure. The more action and stimulation they get, the more dopamine they get. Introverts are more highly sensitive to dopamine, which means we are prone to being overdosed with it. They'll seek refuge from it and can gain more pleasure from acetylcholine. This confirms what we already know that introverts can often feel overstimulated and overwhelmed, but not because they are inept. Their cup simply runneth over. Of course, there absolutely can be negative side effects to the self-contaminant and self-imposed isolation of the introvert. Most notably, it can result in a feedback loop that may cause depression, and might feel like being in an echo chamber when talking with similar-minded, negative introverts. 
we focused mostly on what afflictions introverts are prone to, which can make them seem weak. We haven't talked much about an introvert's strengths thus far, and while I promise to very soon in this book, it might be uplifting to talk about why extroverts don't have it so easy despite the extrovert ideal. Here's what extroverts have to deal with. They can feel lonely and disconnected by themselves, something that doesn't lend well to self-sufficiency and independence. They can indeed be seen as dependent, clingy, and high-maintenance as a friend or significant other, especially if they keep calling on the same group of people to socialize. They can be exhausting and be the friend that never leaves and always overstays their welcome, only they don't know it. People are supposed to like you, and you are supposed to get along great with people and in groups. What if they don't like you? There's no telling.